there is such an intense pressure on women. Since writing this book and talking to a lot of people, I don't believe that you can have it all. All as in, it's perfect. Are you a mom with a story to tell but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on. But that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these moms right. Hey guys, if you are listening to this show, you are probably like me and a middle-aged woman and like me, you might just feel like a bit of an F up sometimes. So why not write a book about it? Today's guest, Alexandra Potter, is an award-winning rom-com author with over a dozen titles to her name. She has been writing about 20-somethings finding love for over two decades, but recently decided to write what she wanted to read. Her book, Confessions of a 40-something F-Up, is a hilarious look about everything that it means to be a woman in your 40s. Motherhood, whether that means feeling exhausted by it or feeling excluded from it. Mortgages, friendships, and the realization that spurred me to start this podcast about a year ago and to start writing again, that life was not how I had planned it to be. Her book is making middle-aged women across the globe feel seen in such a powerful way and is about to be turned into a TV series, which is super exciting because that means it will reach even more. In today's episode, Alexandra shares why she made the bold move to start writing about middle-aged women and shares advice for others who want to do the same. Please welcome Alexandra Potter. Hello, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to talk about your book, which I just read and totally loved it. Before we get into that, is what are you most excited about right now? I'm really excited about the, um, the TV adaptation of, um, of my book. It's really super <laughs> exciting. I just, I, I just found out about 10 days ago, so I'm really excited about that. And you have so many books. Is this the first time one has been adapted? Yeah, I've, gosh, I've been doing, I've been writing for about, I've been writing books for, my first one was published in 2000. So 22 years, 23 years. Um, and I've had several options, but nothing that's actually been made. So yeah, so this is the first one. Wow, Hopefully that's... it won't be the last one. <sighs> that's amazing. I think I, I did read an article about the, the actresses that were yes. chosen. Is that weird? I mean, when you see an actual um, human? It's kind of, uh, it's not weird. It's, I would say it's really exciting um, because you know that when you, um, when you option your book, that someone is going to take your book and they're going to adapt it and they're going to, you kind of let it go. It's like giving birth. So mm. it goes out into the world and they do what they like and it's another complete incarnation. So it's, it's mm. exciting to see what, what they will do and I think it's good to have that attitude because if you're resistant to anything changing it's not going to be a happy journey for you wow that's exciting okay so and what about your book so and the book we're talking about is a confessions of uh 40 something so in my version it just ended there but I know (laughs) 
Yeah, so well, also- I, I would say it's it's also a forty something f up. Yeah, that's so what it is. I, I like that version better. Uh, I feel like it has a yes. balance to it. Um, but so you're so when I look at your other many many rom com novels, this one feels different. So can you tell me like what inspired you to to go into this area, this this book and this character and and the many issues about that it deals with that are that seem different from some of your previous. Yes, books. yes. So I I've been writing for a long time and I um, started just writing straight romantic comedies. Then I started writing ro- romantic comedies with a magical twist. I did that for many years. And then when I was about 45, I came out of a book contract and I I took some time out and I didn't I didn't write for a few years. And I I was kind of I was done writing about 20-somethings and 30-somethings that wanted to meet a guy and fall in love with a magical twist in it. I just, I just wanted to do something else. And so I was really inspired to write Confessions of a 40-something because um, I wanted, well, first of all, it started, I wanted to write about someone that didn't have children, that hadn't become a mother, someone who's all her friends have got kids. And that you can be quite lonely because if all your friends have got children, you know, who are you hanging out with? And and then on the flip side, I also wanted to write an older character in the book who is widowed, who um, who's also lonely because her husband's died and her friends have died. And so I wanted and so then I had the, you know, to bring these two people together so they would have this really unlikely friendship. And so that was the gist of the book. And then but then the book began to grow because. As I was writing about this character who didn't have children and how she compared herself to everybody's lives, and she's like, you know, my life's not how I, I thought it was going to be, and it's not how I imagined. I then started to think, well, actually, no one's life is how they imagined it would be, and all those women with children, and it might look fantastic on Instagram, and all their kids look super cute, or someone's got a successful career, or someone's got an amazing house. Actually. No, but everybody's got stuff going on in their life. Everybody can feel like they're failing. Everybody can feel like they're ducks on the water gliding along and everyone's feet's going mad underneath. And so it just became about midlife. It became about life um, and how, how we compare and despair and how difficult it is and how fantastic it can be. It just kind of took on a life of its own, really. And when you were writing it, did you feel like, more of yourself was coming into this book than the previous ones about the rom-coms about the 20 things. I don't, I don't know if it was myself. Cause I, what I've always said about this book is that the characters, it's all fiction. So the characters are fiction, but the feelings are real. Mm. So the feelings, and when I used to speak to my friends and I, and then, you know, I've got friends with children and friends that don't have children and in my, in, in my book, the character is, her, she's the only person that she knows without kids, where I've got a lot of friends that don't have kids. But as I spoke to all my friends, they all had something going on in their life that they were having to deal with. And they all felt very much this pressure to have this perfect life. And so those feelings were real. And, and definitely the feelings of the woman who's in her 80s. And then I've had a lot of readers that have read this. And you know, I've had readers in their 20s, 30s, 60s. It doesn't really matter how old you are. I think it's just the general feeling that life's, life's just not how you thought it was going to be. It's different. And that's yeah. that's okay. 
but it, it's it's I do think that we are presented with an image of what life's going to be like. We're going to tick all those boxes. We're going to reach all those goals. And it's just not like that. And as you know, again, the audience of the podcast here is writers that are also moms. And that's a topic then that we grapple with a lot. And what do you feel is like, is it better as a writer to like, how, what do you think is like that connection between writing and motherhood or writing and non-motherhood? I think I don't have children and I've got friends that are, I've got a lot of friends that are writers that do have children. So I can see it on both sides. Mm. And I think there's a lot of juggling that goes on um, with childcare. And there's a lot of juggling that goes on with life stuff. Like today I didn't write. And normally I write Monday to Friday. And I just thought, you know what? I need a day to deal with life because mm. there's a lot of stuff that you're mm. dealing with. So, um, and I think that it's, it's carving out time for yourself if you're trying to write and, and that's quite difficult. And I think that, I think one of the things I will always say is if you can just do an hour, you, you've just got to try do it every day. Mm. I think that's the key with trying to write. Um, and then the other thing about writing and motherhood is that producing a book is like producing a child. It's like producing a baby. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, you finish this thing and then it goes out into the world and you, you, you know, it's, it's quite scary because you don't know how it's going to be received. You don't know what's going to happen to it. So there is that kind of leap of faith, I think, with writing, especially when you're writing a book that's then published. Yeah. And do you feel like there's pressure for mom, like women to be mothers or to not be mothers? Like, do you see that as a writer? Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I think there's so much pressure on women. I think I think there is a huge pressure, especially when I, when I was in my thirties, that you had to achieve everything by the time you were 40. So mm. it was, you know, you were supposed to get the, you know, the college, the, you know, the degree, the great career, you're supposed to get married, the lovely home, the children, you know, everything you had to get all these things and the pressure, the pressure, if you were not achieving these things is immense. And, uh, and men don't have that pressure. They just don't because of, because of biology. And I realize now, you know, there, obviously there's options and there's different ways to motherhood, but there is such an intense pressure on women. And I, and I, since writing this book and talking to a lot of people, I don't believe that you can have it all, all as in it's perfect. You, you can have a, you know, you just can't, you're spinning plates. So, I, you know, I, something's got to give. It's like having a stool. And I always think like the legs are all on the floor. How often do you get all those legs on the floor at the same time? You don't. One of those, one of those legs is often off the floor. So if it's your career's going well, you're having an issue with your relationship. If your relation's going well, you're having a problem with your mortgage. You know, it's, there's always some issue going on, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, I love that you bring that other perspective in because I think a lot of us when we're talking about like how to balance writing and, and motherhood, it's like, well, we have the, the kid part now, but then we have like this for myself, definitely, I had like this desperate need for success in writing. And, and that has been like something that yes. I've carried with me for so long, because of the time that, you know, having kids took from me. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think, you know, we we all have these goals that we have in life and, and to try and 
to tick all those boxes and reach all those goals in that time frame, you know, especially if you want children and, you know, you've got, you know, until you're a certain age, it's, it's just, there's just so much pressure. There is, I think there's yeah. just so much pressure on women. And so I always say, you know, I always think, you know, you know, try not to put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love how your book just really illuminates all of that. And it is, yeah, and it's such a, when you think of, yeah, like the, what we're often right reading in, in women's fiction, I feel like this is really like a breath of fresh air because you are showing all of that pressure and it's hilarious and we love it, but it is very much a truth bomb. So and what, what do you think in terms of the book world? Is it, is it a new time for more writing about that middle-aged experience? Yeah, I, I, I've seen it more and more. I know with my book, I really wanted to tell it like it is. Um, and that's why the character in the book now, um, she starts a podcast and, you know, and, <laughs> and it's all about, it's, it, you know, she has it as an anonymous podcast because she wants to tell it like it is. Tell it like it is when life doesn't work out how you expected it to be. And I wanted it to be really real. I did not want to gloss it over. And I think that's why people relate to this book and they resonate with it because I'm saying things that are real. And mm. even though it's fiction, and so people say, you know, oh my God, I so identified, you know, that is me. And that's how you can make things funny as well because comedy comes out of truth. And I, and I think also maybe it's just because I am, you know, it, of a certain age, I see a lot of books now coming out talking about this area, you know, of when you're married or you've got kids or you're in midlife or you're not in that 20 something, you know, stage anymore, you're older. And there's a whole thing, especially in England right now, everyone's talking about midlife, you know, what happens in midlife, you know, because it's, because that's a big section of your life. Yeah. It is. You know, it's a big section and it's like, okay, so what next? Yeah. What are you going to do now? So maybe there is an opening up of this, this um, landscape in, in the literary book world where it's like, okay, let's, let's talk about, let's write books that explore that. It doesn't have to be all about, you know, the possibility of when you're in your twenties, but maybe it's more now focusing on the, the middle age experience for the first time. Yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, I, but maybe I just seek those books out because that's what I want to read about. I want to read about things that I can relate to and that, you know, that have, that are experiences of my age. I'm not, I don't, I mean, I did read, you know, I have read like normal people where the protagonists are much younger, but generally I find I want to write, I want to read books that, that are about my age and are about the things that I'm going through because I think that there's a real power in books and it's, it's reading something that articulates what you're feeling, but you haven't been able to articulate it. And when you read it in a book, you feel seen. And it's like I wrote in my book, you don't feel alone. And there is a real power in that in, in realizing that someone else feels like you do. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I love how you just described that power of books. And I think that is such a gift and a reminder about, why we, you know, get up at 5am to get our words in is that, that beautiful possibility of books, making people feel seen. And so what, 
what 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 are your future projects so you mentioned you know you had this extensive focus on magical rom-com and now you're like what do you see as the the future direction for your work so the the future well i just i wrote a book after 40 something i wrote a book called one good thing that just right. came out um last month which is again about a woman in midlife she's divorced and she goes, she moves, you know, she moves 250 miles away to a, to a completely different town and starts her life over. Mm. And that's about meeting. That was all about how all you need is one good thing to turn your life around and make it worth living again. And it was, and, it, and, and the cast of characters in that book are all, you know, there's an old man, there's a little boy. And what I find really interesting is how their stories might seem like the little stories, but it's the little stories in life that are the big stories. Mm. Um, that's what really interests me. Um, you know, loneliness, depression, anxiety, joy, you know, all those emotions that we have and everyone's got a story to tell. And I, and I'm just so fascinated in people. And so they're, they're the books that I want to write. And I'm just writing a sequel to 40 something. And that, so that will be the one after. Ooh, that's exciting. I can't wait yeah. for that one. Yeah. And so the listeners here are also writers and, you know, readers as well. But you've had so much experience in this. And you started when you were 30, I, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I started writing. I started writing novels uh, when I was 28 and it took me until I was 30 for it to be published. Is there advice that you could give to other writers, you know, based on. Yeah, I am. Um, I think one of the biggest things, and I totally get, you know, that you're struggling with kids and, and life. And cause I used to, when I started writing, I used to get up early in the morning, right before I went to work, I used to write in my lunch hour, you know, little hours, little bits everywhere. Um, and I think that one of the things to do is it's like exercise. It's like a practice and it's like the tortoise and the hare. So you feel like you're not getting anywhere, but if you keep putting words down on that page and it can just be 200 words, you know, 300 words, a hundred words, and you keep doing it, you will eventually get to the end and you will write a novel. And I think you've got to approach it like you're running a marathon um, because because every writer that I know, and I know a lot of writers, and I know some big writers, it's daunting for everybody. Mm. Starting a book is daunting for everybody. And, and that's normal. And if you don't feel scared, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> it's true. And I, and I just think that you've just got to put your butt in that chair and you've got to just keep going. And I think there's a great book by Anne Lamott, uh, Bird, Bird by Bird. I don't know if you've read it. And, and she just says, you've got to write a shitty first draft. Don't worry about the first draft. And you just got to get it down. And I, and I think that's a great piece of advice because you can always edit a first draft, but you cannot edit a blank page. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's some solid advice. That book has come up a couple times recently, and I I have to revisit it because I re read it. It's so just long it's ago. it's on my nightstand. It's just it? phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, it's a phenomenal book. And what about for comedy writing specifically? Because you 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 know I think that is a special skill set. Do you have any insights into the comedy 
writing process? I think comedy is comedy's hard in many ways because you, you've got to make it look natural. You can't have make it look forced. But the real, the brilliant thing about comedy is that you can write really hard, you can write about really hard stuff, really mm. difficult stuff. And you, if you can use comedy to do it, then it's a way of delivering that really difficult stuff and that really truthful stuff that otherwise could seem just really depressing and dark. Mm. I've, I've got, um, I've got real gallows humor. You know, I laugh in the face of it all. I really do. That's kind of my <laughs> philosophy of life. So, you know, I can have these situations that just seem awful. And I always try and find the, the funny side of it because um, that's what always gets me through. And I, and I just think that comedy is a really fantastic tool for writing. And, and, but it's, it's quite difficult to do it. But if you, if you have got that kind of, and I do think it's a sort of personality. I, do, I, I think it either comes to you or it doesn't. I, you know, mm. it's, I, I don't think it's something you can learn. You know, like some yeah. people are great, aren't they, at delivering that funny anecdote? And some people just aren't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so the advice is you, you got it or you don't. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I think you've either got it or you haven't with, with comedy. But if you, if you can, if you can sort of, if you are that person that can tell that funny story, it's a really brilliant tool to have because you can then, you can then write about some very dark topics, but then you can flip it by doing something quite funny. And so um, do you have any, uh, I know we're coming up against the time here. Is there any, any last okay. words that you'd like to share with our, with our guests? Um, I'm trying to think what my last words, I, I think a great piece of advice is don't let, um, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And that was, um, I think, in life and in writing, in everything, because sometimes good is good enough. And I, and I, um, I struggled as a writer, and I still do, uh, with perfectionism. And I read a great book by Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic, and she talks about writing, um, and she talks about perfectionism and how she used to think that was um, a good thing to have. And then she realized that actually it's, um, it's a really bad thing to have because it can stop you starting to write because you, you want it to be perfect. And if it's not perfect and you think it's rubbish, then you, you don't do it. And so I always think it's very true. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. You know, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I tell myself this because trust me, I, I suffer from it. So I, that's something if you're trying to write, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it down on paper. Wow, that is beautiful. I think any listener seeing your body of work would be like, oh, she's got it down. So it, it's such a gift no. that you can sh share. No, no, that you no. still struggle just like the rest of everybody, us. Everybody, every writer I know struggles. You are constantly filled with self-doubt. Wow. You're constantly filled with self-doubt. You always think it's not good enough. You, you write stuff and you think, oh, everyone's going to think this is boring. And, and because you're a writer and you're thinking about things all the time. And I, and, and I think that's, that's what makes a good writer, you know, you're, you, because you're, you're trying to, you're trying to capture, you're trying to capture magic and put it down on a page. How hard is that? I mean, it's just, it's hard and you're going to have doubts. You're going to have so many doubts. And, and I still have huge doubts and, and they're all the good writers I know still have huge doubts. So don't, 
beat yourself up if you feel like that because because that's how you should feel right oh that's good that's actually a very uh encouraging message that's so, when you that's when you know you're doing it right yeah. <laughs> when you feel like shit, yeah. yeah you're doing it right it's like exercise yeah. isn't it yeah no pain no gain yeah, that's true. And I did speak to a writer who said she writes all of those. She calls it the itty bitty shitty committee. She writes, actually transcribes all of what they're saying down and has that as a separate document. Yes. And no, I, I have a separate document that's called cuts and everything goes into that document. And then, then I'll constantly be reading through that document, seeing if I can pull stuff back out and put it into the main draft. Nice. Nice. So well, thank you for sharing that. And so um, listeners is the who want to catch up with you, where's the best place to find you? Instagram. The best place to find me, I am on Facebook and I'm on Twitter, but Instagram is my social media of choice. <laughs> and I do a lot of stuff on there. I, I've, I've got some, if you go into my Instagram, I did a whole writing creative course during COVID. Oh. Oh, fun. And so if you look at if you look at my videos, I, I think I did something like eight short little videos about plotting, pace, character, how to start a book, basically. Oh, that's because uh, I think because I, I think some people I think you can feel very overwhelmed. Like, how do I start? And, and there is a method to the madness. Um, so, yeah, Alexandra Potter. It's Instagram. Okay. Perfect. And then um, and then your website, of course. And my website. Yes. Which I'm terrible at updating. Um, so, uh, because I need a new computer and my computer doesn't support the browser. So Instagram, Instagram's so much easier with, with me because I'm on my phone. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Instagram it is. Well, thank you so much, Alexandra, Alex, Alexa, which one do you go by? Uh, Well, Alexandra is my, uh, you know, writing name. All my friends call me Alex. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today. This has been such a gift and, I'm excited for our listeners to check out your book. And, um, and thank you and for inviting Instagram. me. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Alexandra. She is just so lovely and so generous. It was such an honor to have her share with us. Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, kids or no kids, the number one rule to get your books written is to commit to writing one hour every day. Number two, Publishing a book is like taking a leap of faith. Prepare for the unexpected. Number three, we are writers, but we are also women and don't expect to have all three legs of the stool on the floor at any time, and that is okay. Number four, there is power in books and helping people to be seen. Number five, starting a book is daunting for anyone, even the most accomplished of writers. And if you don't feel scared, you probably aren't doing it right. Number six, comedy is a powerful tool that you can use to bring light to dark topics, but don't force it. And number seven, the same thing that gives you imposter syndrome is what makes you a good writer. Thanks so much for listening. If you can take a moment now to rate or review this podcast on Spotify or Apple, that will help me continue to bring amazing authors and writers like Alexander to your lovely ears. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.